Hello and welcome to the Scottish Roadscast, a podcast all about Scotland's roads, bridges and motorways from the Scottish Roads Archive. I'm Stuart Baird. And I'm John Hassel. John, great to see you again for the latest episode of our podcast. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, Stuart. It's always good to be back doing this, recording again. It is indeed. And we have a very special guest joining us this month. Introduce yourself, guest. It's Duncan McKnight. How are you doing? Nice to see you again, Duncan. It's been a while <laughs> since we had you here. Hello. He has indeed. It's, uh, when was it, A96 last heard from us? It would have Something been. Something like that. That is going back a bit now. Yes. Uh, so you're here for the first part of a two-part podcast mm-hmm. on the history of... The 82 Fantastic. That's been anticipated Indeed. for a while. We've been looking forward to this. Yeah, it has been a while researching it because it is very old in some places, but and very pulled, long. It is very long. I've pulled something together, so hopefully this will be quite coherent. Good. <laughs> yes, and, and from the social media posts with 882 images, it's clear there yes. is an interest yes. there. Mm. So people no doubt will be very interested to, to hear about the history behind it. It's an interesting road. Very, It varies quite considerably from one end to the other. Yes, it a does. A lot of character yep. to it. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to hearing a wee bit. Well, yes. well, before we let you start, Duncan, there's a question for you, Stuart, so maybe I don't feel so alone here on this. Yeah. Uh, do you know much about the A82 as a route? Uh, only the Glasgow section, so I can tell right. you, I can basically tell you most things about it between Anderston, Great Western Road, and yeah. where do we go? Lock All the way up to Lock Lomond. <laughs> so yeah, Stony, Stony Mullen Roundabout. So the yeah. jeweled bit you know about. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm right. the same. I actually don't know much about it at all. I have driven it end to end a few times, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to learning about this here. So well, um, hopefully yeah. prepare to be amazed. Hopefully. Oh, we always are. The but, reverberations from your last podcast are still with us. Duncan, <laughs> so um, no, if you're quite happy, take yep, it, take it away. Okay, so the A82. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the second longest road uh, in Scotland, it's the scenic route up to the Highlands. Up, it sort of charges up the west side of the country. Mm-hmm. It starts off at junction is it seventeen eighteen of the M8 at St George's Cross. Seventeen. Yep, uh, just near Charing Cross, and it starts off with the Great Western Road, and it passes Annie's Line Cross, Erskine Bridge, Dumbarton, Alexandra, and it's all dual carriageway of varying standard. Okay. Uh, it then proceeds north as single carriageway, passing uh, Loch Lomond, Rannoch Moor, Glencoe, goes over the Balahulish Bridge. Uh, and then it follows basically the Great Glen from Fort William all the way up to Inverness, where it finally meets the A9 at Longman, and it terminates there. So we've got yeah. a lot. Glasgow and Inverness, then. The scene. Glasgow and Inverness. So there's a new sign going up at the Erskine Bridge, and it says 159 miles to Inverness from the Erskine that's, Bridge. So That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so I'll get going. So And I, and I just should just yep. chip in at this point and say that there are trunk and non-trunk road sections of the yes, A82 as well. There are. So basically the section from the M8 to the Erskine Bridge, that's the non-trunk section. So yes. who maintains that? That's Glasgow City that's Council. That's Glasgow City Council. And then so the, so the, And Western Bartonshire Council. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then it's Amy for a bit and then it's Bear. Can I do the rest? Wow. The rest so it's very yeah. good. Okay. okay. Uh, let's get everything sorted out. So uh, let's get started. It starts off at the St. George's Cross interchange, and that was completed in February 1972 as part of the Inner Ring Road, and was built by Watlings. Mm-hmm. So that was a short diversion that takes the A82 over the M8. And then it very it, quickly... And interestingly, that bridge was actually... The Great Western Road overbridge was, was built by uh, Balfour Beatty as part of the Woodside 2 contract. Oh, However, right. the slip roads that you mentioned were part of the Charing Cross Watling section. So oh, it was right. like that, that was the contract boundary the inner uh, ring road boundary, so between the north flank and the west flank, was right below the middle of Great Western Road Bridge. Mm. So the Watlings and Balfour Beatty had a, a cut line right in the a middle. cut line, you say. Yeah. That's as far as we're going to go. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Sorry, I just threw that in there. Just chuck that mm-hmm. in there, yeah, okay. Um, so we there, it then comes off 
the the M8 junction. It joins what is known as the Great Western Road, mm-hmm. and it starts off. It's kind of a single carriageway, S4, S3, bus lanes and things, and it becomes dual carriageway at the Gurnable General Hospital, just mm-hmm. around about there, and it heads up uh, along to Loch Lomond area. Now, yeah. Stuart, was there any discussions, any thoughts about the 82 when the highway plan was being discussed? Yes, yes, there were. So the Great Western Road was always envisaged as this very busy urban thoroughfare for traffic heading north and west of the city. Uh, unlike the Mary Hill Motorway, it was uh, intended that Great Western Road would continue to handle mostly local journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it was felt that there would be such a significant level of traffic using the route by the 1980s that it warranted an upgrade. Uh, and the proposals were that from uh, St George's Cross all the way up to Annie's Land, that the route would be dueled with a mm-hmm. formal, you know, uh, central, central reservation. reservation yeah. Yeah. Now, the, 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 there were a number of concerns uh, raised by the public about the effect that this would have on the, the local area, and only parts of the work went forward. So if you think of the section between Great, uh, St George's Cross and Byers Road, Mm-hmm. There's no central reservation. However, all of the or the majority of the streets off the, of side, the side roads, side roads were all capped off. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a key recommendation of the highway plan. Uh, there were no underpasses or footbridges constructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was another thing they wanted to get pedestrians up and away from the road to maintain traffic flow. Yeah. Uh, it's still two lanes in each direction uh, with parking bays and the like so really the capacity is there but the sort of a formal designation of the of that section as an expressway mm-hmm. never happened originally proposed to be constructed 1971-1972 uh, the outcry was such that it was actually cancelled the upgrade of the section from Byers Road to Gartner Naval that did go ahead mm-hmm. and if you think of some of the things that are just slightly different up there it's a bit wider yes. there's service roads on either side so property access roads, is, yeah. is still mm-hmm. there but you've only got the two lanes in each direction mm-hmm. going up the middle again no central reserve mm-hmm. however the, the sort of uh, the improvements that, and that's what there. Duncan's referring to is S4 yeah. single four S4 yeah. single four now the section from Gap Naval <clears throat> to Annie's Land uh, was improved at different times so the Annie's Land Railway Bridge uh, that was jewelled in the 20s 1929 mm-hmm. the new Annie's Land Rail Bridge went in mm-hmm. so that's why that's wide enough there the section from there down to Gap Naval I believe was done in the early 60s as part mm-hmm. of improvements to the housing roundabout there yeah. Annie's Land Cross we may have spoken about before that yep. was obviously we're going to get, get on to that yeah. great separated that. so yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's as much as I can tell you on, on that mm-hmm. section yeah I mean I've driven it and it's it's fine it was a Saturday afternoon, so it was quite quiet, but I don't know okay. what it's like at peak, but it's... It's, it's hellish. Is it? <laughs> yes. Wow. I'll have, I'll have to go back and give it a go then. It's quite awful, actually. Let's <laughs> yes. just say how it is, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, here's a wee fact for you. Did you know the 82 did not start where it starts today at, uh, at the end of the Great Western Road at Charing Cross? It originally followed the route of the A814 along the River Clyde, and it rejoined what we know as the 82 uh, around about Dumbarton. Oh, Did you know that? Did I, you did, know? I did not no. know that. Mm-hmm. So this leads on to the next bit, which was basically there was a lot of unemployment in the mid to late 20s, and Glasgow Corporation decided, let's get some building going on. So we basically decided to construct the Great Western Road. So this is the Boulevard section. The Boulevard dual carriageway section, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, a wee shout out here. Thanks to uh, thanks to Ian Hill from Sabre, who's doing a lot of research, uh, beefing Sabre up with information. And he's helped us out a lot as well, so thanks to him. Um, he's actually come across a lot of opening dates for the dual carriageway sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from Annie's Land Cross to Duntochter, is that right? Duntochter. Duntochter, right. Yeah. That was completed around May 1927. Right. You know, you just think of, you know, guys out building this, you know, by hand with shovels and things. Mm-hmm. 
so Robert McAlpine and Sons were the main contractors. Oh, yes. And it was mostly completed in 1927, apart from the bridge over the canal, which was the, the Cloberhill Lifting Bridge. Mm -hmm. Now, okay. that's not there today, no. but uh, this was constructed by Sir William Arrell. Okay. And, Co. Mm -hmm. and that that section was completed on the 16th of September 1930. Okay. And it mm -hmm. was renumbered as the A82 in 1935 when the rest of it was all finished. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the next section from Duntoter to Bowling, that was the 4th of December 1925, and that was Shanks and McEwen. Right. Okay. Did that section. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, so you, you're kind of figuring out where we are. Got yeah, the, the boulevard I, I, section, yeah. I am, yeah, and it's coming up obviously where the the Erskine Bridge area is. Yeah, now. yeah. So we're coming up to the Erskine Bridge. Yeah. And just well, just on Mount Blow. So the flyover at Mount Blow, Mount Blow, yeah, which was built, I think, 1967, 1968, 68, 68 oh, close. Um, one of the earliest flyovers. Was it in the Glasgow mm -hmm. Corporation area? I've seen that on the maps. Okay. It's quite. It's a big S. It's a weird. Yes, yeah, yes. it's got two big. It's, it's big very yeah. wide. The A2 mm -hmm. under there, and they have changed the, the the kind of configuration. Can I just dial this back a little bit to Glasgow? Sorry, yeah. I know we're conscious of time, mm -hmm. but there is another flyover at Knightswood. Um, you know there is a, a flyover. Is there? Yeah, yeah. So it's just south of the the roundabout at at the B and Q retail park. At at the B and Q yeah. retail <laughs> park, and I'm not sure when that went in. I know there's been debates about that. That was probably that late '60s time as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of that coming out of the Scott Wilson recommendations and other work that yeah. the corporation had done for there the was, '50s. Right, I used that every day for a while. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, so then from Mount Blow to Dolnotter, that's that Mount Blow section. That was 1968, and that was Shanks and McEwen again. And that was 0.3 miles long, that little scheme. Yeah. Oh, so small, but it's obviously now formed up part of where the Erskine Bridge ties in at yeah. Dolnotter yeah. interchange. If, if you look at some of the photos of the Erskine Bridge construction on the website, you'll see some of the photos of that section of that. just being finished oh, while the construction's going new. on. Brand new. Yeah. Brand new. Mm, Lovely. Yeah. Fantastic. So we then go under the, uh, the interchange and it becomes trunk. And then the next section, uh, hold on, whereabouts are we? I know this is, I know this yeah. twisty bit, isn't it? This is the twisty, twisty bit. bit. This yeah. is the bit with the, um, these quite, they're quite rare in Scotland, the uh, mm. keep apart by two chevrons. So that's these a things. new thing. They only went in in the last kind of 18 months or mm -hmm. two years or yeah. something like that. Obviously a lot of rear end shunts or something going on in that stretch and it was it's based, based on a road safety. It's yeah. Yeah. narrow going along there. But it's very old. It is I mean, tell old. us when it yeah. was built and then that'll yeah. give us some context. So, you know, I've not got the dates for all of the bits, but the bit around Barlow and Toll, that was 1963, and that was McLean & Co, Company Limited. Right, so... So, that, so there's, there is a bit of a gap. Yeah, right, as okay. to when... My understanding, some, some from the research that I did some years ago, my understanding is that the section past the quarry before Barlow, and so between Erskine and Barlow, and so as you come out of Oak my understanding was that was a 1930s built dual carriage. It I think it was. Yeah. That's when it starts appearing, but we don't know So that explains when. why it was so narrow, so windy. Yeah. It's, it's got, got that feel about it. It's got that teeny tiny little right turn areas. No hard strips. Yes. No hard strips, yeah. yeah. It does have narrow, a footway, so. Very narrow yes. central reserve. I think it's mm -hmm. a national speed limit as well. Yeah. yeah. Fast I think fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, yeah. we're kind of missing dates, but the bit through Dumbarton, up mm -hmm. to the roundabouts, that was also mid twenties, early thirties. It feels it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got well, that's a typical kind of urban dual carriageway. Yeah, yeah. So the roundabout and the underpasses in Dumbarton. So heading through, say around the north of Dumbarton, that was built in the mid to late sixties. So the Barlow and Tolda version that was sixty three. Yep. I remember and that. then there was a bit of it. There was a wee extension of this when they built the Alexandra Bypass. Yep. And that the first section, which was actually quite a wee section, that went from the roundabout 
over the River Leven and he got kicked off down that big slip road. Yeah, at Renton. Yeah, that was August 1970 mm-hmm. that opened and yeah. that was Reed and Malick Limited and Fairhurst was the design of I was just going to say on a design by W. Fairhurst mm-hmm. and Partners uh, we have some records of, of that. We've got some photos of the bridge being built. Yeah, delivered yeah. in advance of the Alexandra Bypass. Yes, Yeah, that's correct, yeah. And then the second bit which took it from basically the River Leven Bridge up to Ockendenon basically Uh, That was 1975, and that was Watlings, and it tied up at a place called Duck Bay. Oh, yeah, I know where Mm -hmm. Duck Bay is. So that's that's as far as the Alexander Bypass went. You get Stony Mill and Roundabout when it's... Duck Bay's just north of that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Next to the Cameron House Hotel. Exactly, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, I'm following you now, yeah. Yeah. It actually... I I tell a lie, it actually tied on to an earlier improvement at Auchendenon, which was a wee diversion, opened in 1964, and it was constructed by Sportswork limited so that probably pulled the road away from the that shoreline pulled the way the road, so mm, it yeah. had a nice because you, if you go to duck bay in a duck bay hotel and restaurant you mm-hmm. actually when you're walking into duck bay the old road the remnants of the old road run up the front of that hotel mm-hmm. uh, so that that probably pulled the the road from there out to where it is now. yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh sports works limited i just the only time i've ever other seen sports work as a contractor was they did a bit of the inverness distributor road right in 1986 okay. the only time i've ever heard no, it's one of these wee contractors. Uh, is have we passed the Timberfoot Bridge yet? Timberfoot Bridge. Yes, that was built right. as part of Stage Two. Do you like the, like the Timberfoot Bridge? There are three of those Timberfoot bridges in the Strathclyde area. I know one's what, on the A seven two three. One on the A seven two three near uh, New York Hill. Is there one at Luss? There's one up the one on the eighty two that we're further just up. Mentioning that yeah. now, and there's also one in East Kilbride. That Peel Park. Oh, right, yeah. And they're all in the same sort of style and design. So mm-hmm. there you go. Just a random fact for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the dual carriageway ends <laughs> at the roundabout and it's basically single carriageway the rest of the way. We've got a bit of dueling in Fort William, which we'll cover later on, but yeah. it's single carriageway from here on end. So I hope you're good at overtaking. This takes us up to Loch Lomond, the famous lock of Scotland. So it's the yeah. largest lock in the UK by surface area and one of the largest in terms of uh, water volume. That's surpassed by Loch Ness which again, we'll talk about later on. Okay. Uh, the route along here dates from the way, General Wade Times, who we've spoken about a couple of times before, mm-hmm. uh, he built quite a, a road running low down and then it sort of cuts high up. There's remnants lying around if you look on the maps. Uh, Thomas Telford, our pal Thomas Telford, mm-hmm. he built basically the low down road that follows the, the side of the loch. And it stayed like this until the 1980s. So we're going to move on now to talk about the Loch Lomond upgrade. Yeah. So the 82 from Balloch all the yeah. way up to Tarbert, um, it was quite a narrow single carriageway. It was quite slow. It was quite twisty. It went through Luss. It went through Inverbeg further up. It was not fast. And plus you have the A83 further up that turns off. So you had the A83 and the 82 traffic stuck behind each other basically. Now, this was always going to be looked at for improvements, is that right? It's yeah. always something that's going to be, it was on the book. It was a long-standing aim to mm-hmm. have that built, and a lot of people were annoyed, I think, at the time that it took so long to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. But they, they built a lot of the motorways and other dual carriageways first, yes. before mm-hmm. coming back to the A82. Mm-hmm. So they've improved it as far as uh, Tarbert, but not beyond there, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, so a wee bit of the background of this. So the Scottish Development Department split the route from Balloch to Tarbert into about eight bits, eight manageable sections. Uh, Dumbarton County Council, which were later Strathclyde, they were given the section from Auchendenon to Arburn, 
Mm-hmm. And then our friends Baptishaw and Morton were given the route from Arburn to Tarbert. And this was later pulled back to Hollybank, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, several routes were proposed. We know a couple of the guys at Babti. I think Donald Lament's one of the names. I think Robin, I think, might have had some involvement with what this road was going to look like, what the alignment was, where it was going to go. Uh, they decided there was high and low level alternatives. The high level would have been good because it would be away from the road, but mm-hmm. then you would have to get up there and get back down. So they decided, let's just keep it low down uh, next to the current road. More bu- more buildable. More well, buildable road. I think they were, look- they were looking around about the 80-metre contour to put the road in, which would have been fantastic views. Oh, quite yeah. a feat of engineering, but quite difficult to build. Nightmare yeah. getting everything there every mm-hmm. day. I can see that. Yeah, so the low-level route was chosen in 1972 by Babdi's. I think Babdi's looked at the whole thing before it progressed. Um to follow the existing road, but it required major work to meet the standards that the Scottish Development Department were wanting the road to be. So they initially proposed about 80 kilometres an hour, and that's about 50-odd miles an hour design speed for the road, so it would have been 50 all the way up. The reason for this is it would have meant you could have slightly steeper hills, slightly sharper bends, and not have to blast away so much. Uh, But this was later said, no, let's just go full 60 miles an hour or 100 kilometres an hour, as they would say. Thank goodness. Yep. So 7.3 metre carriageway with one metre hard strips and two and a half metre verges and overtaking sight distance, which Mm -hmm. we heard about in the A9, that was required so we could still overtake stuff on the single carriageway. Uh, So the Strathclyde sections, they were built as single carriageway, as we know, with the option of duelling south of Arden later on. So you know that roundabout that's kind of in the middle of just a sudden roundabout as you go up Loch Lomond? Yeah. It's quite wide through there. There's, I think that's deliberate. I'm not sure about much about the history, but it does seem like we've left a lot of space for duelling mm-hmm. if we want to. Um, Babti, Shaw and Morton only proposed duelling at the north end, which was Hollybank to Tarbert. Yeah. Uh, but this was dropped. We'll speak about that when we get up there. Okay. Uh, so, but issues were raised by Strathclyde region by traffic maybe using the A814 to basically cut corners and divert around this work because the A814 that's quite a twisty wee thing mm-hmm. so they were worried about people going on this but they said look let's just keep it try and keep two way traffic going as much as you can particularly the lust to Camus and the class or that overtaking lane because that's basically widening the existing road uh, using temporary diversions and lots of temporary embankments where necessary because the locks the locks shallower down here than it is further up so they could they could do that and get away with it okay uh so camas and the class or was it the basically the firkin point section down to uh, the hollybank section and was let uh that was done first because there would be that big cutting at that overtaking lane so they could use the rock and ship it down the road so they could start building up embankment so that was let first to start blasting all that out and that was let in 1985 to track the shovels well, the tractor shovels we know is building sections of the A92 Edinburgh City Bypass, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. They yeah. were good at just digging things out. Yeah, yeah. good ground workers. So they yeah. dug out around 440,000 cubic metres of rock from the Firkin Point curve. You've got that huge rock cutting, that big yeah. pre-split cutting, which you can see for quite some distance away. 64 metres high, that rock cut. It's very impressive. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so the last the camera section that involved temporary embankments and things and large retaining walls and things mm-hmm. some of the old road was kept for laybys and the like but a lot of it was just removed because it was just not in the substandard not in the way yeah mm-hmm. um 
So if we go through the sections, we've luckily got all the contractors for this bit, so this is quite exciting. So from Ockenden into Arden, so this is the Strathclyde sections, that was improved in May 1988 by McKenzie Construction. I think, are they still about? Yes. They're still about. Yes, they did. I heard an advert for them last week. Yeah. So they're still about, yeah. So from Arden to Ockentulloch, that was Miller Construction, and that was around December 1987 that was finished. It's quite late on a lot of these yeah. improvements. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Much later than people probably realise. It was very really mm -hmm. late, yeah. Um, and then from Ockentulloch to Polnabernach, uh, that was June, July 1986, and that was Rainsway Construction Limited. I've not heard of them before. Mm. They're probably a central belt contractor. I'm not sure I've if they're heard still of Rainsway. Rainsway? Yeah. yeah. Rainsway? Yeah. That's one of Balfour Beatty's big Scottish Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's called yourself a road sage. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Don't, don't worry, Duncan. He's sorry for me all the time. Now, yeah. <laughs> I've not been on a particular roundabout or something. He's like, call yourself an expert. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about Rain's it. Rainsway? Passion. It's the passion. Yes. I apologise, listeners, yeah, to right. anyone screaming <laughs> into the air about Rainsway oh. not being getting a grilling here this is not good anyway anyway, anyway we we'll, ca we'll carry on so from Polnabernach up to Arburn that was June 1987 and that was Luden Construction Limited Ludden Ludden Construction sorry. the complete contractor mm-hmm <laughs> and they were all, all right, done by they? they were all done by Strathclyde <laughs> Regional Council yeah. back in the 1980s so the sections that Babti did uh, run from Arburn to Luss and that's this is basically the Luss bypass everyone kind of knows about it this was the 19th of September 1991 and that completed that was the last bit to be done mm. um and that was built by morrison's it was built actually within a year it was quite quick the construction they did they were very good at doing things early mm -hmm. and then from lust to camasna class or firkin point that was late december 1989 early 1990 we haven't got a date nailed down for this uh, but that was shanks and McEwen built this this big section and then from Camasa class to Hollybank was opened on the 20th of July, 1987. And that was tractor shovels. It's okay. talking about that, yeah. Uh, Interesting. I, I know Shanks and McEwen are still on the go, but mm -hmm. they moved into like waste transfer and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what was I going to mention? Oh, yes. We've got a couple of the construction photographs for this, don't we? We have several we've hundred got, construction got, photographs. Basically, the bit north of Luss up to Hollybank, we've got yeah. a lot of these. These are fantastic. We're hoping to get yeah. some of these shared from the start, from nothing to the complete yeah. road. Very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, now, the last bit from Hollybank up to Tarbert, that was not taken forward. Uh, it was improved already in 1968 because it was a bit twisty and they said, okay, uh, who was it? Strathclyde Region, I think, improved it. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they came to looking at the upgrade, they said, all right, this bit's already been improved. That's the bit with, you know, the double white lines that goes over that big hump mm -hmm. in yes. the road. Yes. Uh, so this was basically oh, dropped in 1990. We've got, I think, a booklet about that, about what we're going to do. This was going to be the dual carriageway and, bit. And I hate to say it, but I read somewhere that this was another scheme that was postponed to allow for the fast tracking of the M74. <gasps> oh, <laughs> so the upgrade dear. of the M74. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Trade mm. one thing for another. Yeah, yeah. so the dueling of the A1 and the uh, and and some other improvements that the were pushed back. But do you know what? It's not terrible. I mean, I no, know yes, you've yeah. got that that double white line, but I suppose con contrasted to all the bits south of here that you've just talked us through that upgraded, it was probably the best, the bit. best bit. It was yeah. one of these classic. It's the best bit, so we'll leave it and then yeah. maybe just. I, that it. makes yeah. sense. That mm -hmm. makes sense. I've never felt that particular no. section to be substandard do you know I, my, my my stomach always kind of sinks when i get to that bit because i know that the standard what's coming around what, the what's corner, coming around yeah. the corner after time yeah you'll talk uh, us through that can, sure. can we go back to the the overtaking lane right we, we often get 
crit- he criticism about that overtaking. Yes, lane. It's, it's very short. Five hundred and fifty meters. It's quite. It's one of the shortest in Scotland. I think yeah. it's yeah. quite wee. I mean, it's very difficult to overtake anything on that. If it's just yeah. one thing, if it's and one it's or just, two things, it is you versus the caravan, or yeah. you versus the lorry. It's okay. But if someone's in front of you and and they're not quick and on the ball, then you basically can't yeah. get by. Yeah, uh, it's found it's like one of those jobs. It's almost useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was in the standard that we have to put this little thing in because the book, yeah. you know, it's in the standards. It's going up a hill. It's going around a corner. We've got to put this in, but it's mm. it's quite. Can be quite air raising a bit. I think times. when yeah. these things are put in HGVs, were possibly a lot slower. And oh yeah, it's probably a lot easier to get past something crawling twenty and thirty with clouds of smoke coming mm-hmm. at it. Now lorries, especially if they're they're quite unladen, they can go pretty quickly. Yeah, it makes it makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. Or you get these people that speed up on the straights and then slow down in the bends and stuff like that. So it can be quite <laughs> tricky. Do you, you know who you know, know these cyber drivers. Yeah, you are know who you about. are. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, sorry, Duncan. So quickly, Hollybanks Tower. We mm-hmm. we shout out here to Stuart McLean, an old engineer from Baptist Sean Morton, who sent in a wee bit of a write up as to why this bit wasn't uh, improved. So this was meant to be the dual carriers race section, and mm-hmm. it was improved in 1968. There's uh, for geologists here. There's an igneous rock dike and oh. settlements near the road, which is that big hump in the road. Mm. So igneous rocks being volcanic rocks, mm-hmm. aren't they? See. quite difficult to blast through because if they wanted right. to improve this they would have to basically flatten it yeah and they felt that look it's not really worth it plus tarbor i think were quite against the big dual carriageway bit as yeah. well yeah what was yeah. the reasoning for the for dueling that section just traffic levels i think um i assume so mm. i assume so because it was going to become dual carriage and then hit a roundabout to the west of tarbor so it would have you would have had a bit go off 83 and then right for the 82 as it does just now. But Remember, that section's junction. quite busy yeah. because that's where it bifurcates for the A83 as well. Yeah. 83. So yeah. if you want to go up the 82, you've got to turn right. right. It's, a, it's a turn off to stay on, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. I always wondered why we haven't got a roundabout there. Yeah. Mm. So signals, mo- space. Yeah. Yep. So the 83 turns off. So most of the traffic actually goes that way. So the traffic flows do drop considerably. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, so does the road quality. <laughs> yes. So for the next 10 or so miles... Agonizing. Uh, the route is not being touched since the mid 1800s. Yeah. So this is Telford's closest we can get to Telford's original, original line. Yeah. So in the 1800s, this was probably like the M1. This was fantastic, but nowadays, <laughs> oofed, it's tight going up there. Yes. You can nearly there's some when it's quite busy, narrow bridges, yeah. and I've had it before where you get like buses or HGVs, and even though it is two-way traffic mm-hmm. you, you can get hit by things the other way you've got to be very careful and yep. they've got these stone walls that are so close the to lovely it. masonry walls lovely masonry bridges, walls yeah. that are just hard up against the road you know and you know what cars are only getting fatter you know, yeah. aren't they are <laughs> uh, and um, no I, I I find that puts hairs in your chest that yeah. there's, there's often so much water running off the side as well the slopes mm. on the yeah. road and then in the winter and then come March, April time the whole road's mm-hmm. pothole to buggery from one end to the other yep. mm-hmm. and which is never particularly pleasant either and the drainage at points can oh, no. be horrific that's, yeah. Yeah. It that's does, the 1800s for you mm-hmm. it does yeah. need yep. upgraded that, that's a priority in my opinion mm-hmm. somebody needs to look at that yeah. now there is a scheme for that are you yeah. going to talk about the, I'm going yeah, to talk about that yeah, yeah. so the reason this hasn't really been touched is in the 1930s again we'll talk about this later on but we were going through a big phase of improving most of our roads for unemployment and getting you know, the motor cars coming so we were to get the roads better so we improved the Glencoe section and then basically everything north of Ballahoolish up to Inverness that was all improved mm-hmm. this was also going to be improved um, and it was going to be done a bit later because it was I think of a reasonable standard compared to everything else but something happened in 1939 that kind of delayed everything. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know what that was. when, yeah, I don't know. When that happened, 
and then that finished sometime mm. later we had other things to do yeah other, thing, priorities. other priorities things changed and this has never really been picked up because again you know when i drove the 82 a couple of weeks ago it was quite quiet it yeah. was all right i dare i say enjoyed going up this section because really? it was so quiet there was well, very little going the other way away from the main summer season can yes. be okay at times yeah yeah but just when it's busy and there's two trucks passing each other ooh, yeah scary stuff yeah now it has been improved a little bit okay uh, so the hydro people put in a big power station at mm -hmm. Inverugles. is that right Inverugles. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so up the hill is the sloy dam very impressive yeah. john and i have seen that have you, i've seen that seen that up very very impressive of we've been go working. and visit the sloy dam it's really cool yep. yeah. and then it channels all this water down to this big nice buildings and they built a new bridge for the 82 so it's been improved along there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then further up there's something called the pulpit rock so which they, we've also improved yes now these were notorious traffic lights back mm -hmm. in the day weren't they so, what's the story there so in the late 60s or the early 1970s mm. there was a big rainstorm and a bit fell into the loch so a large retaining wall was built below the road and signals were put up as a temporary measure <laughs> <laughs> and these lasted for around 40 years before we finally got, uh, who was it, McLaughlin and Harvey to yep. construct the new, this viaduct, this little viaduct on a big curve. It's almost the, quite Killy Cranky, yes. It is almost it? Killy Cranky. So oh, there's five piers yeah. holding up this big, one big girder right. uh, going around the corner. It's very fun. I think that was a Tony G and Partners Tony design. G and Partners, yep. yep. And it was around about May 2015 that was, yep. that was completed. Yeah. So I do like that bit. Mm -hmm. But there is plans, I believe, at the moment to improve that whole section from Tarbert to Inveran. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. And, so and, it's, and what form is that going to take? Do we know yet? Um, I believe something... We can speculate. Yeah. Yeah. It's two 3.7 metre wide lanes with yes. footways and cycleways yep. on one side or the other uh, with hard strips. With hard strips. Well. So yep. we're proper single carriageway, modern width, but you can straightened out much faster. Yes. And, yes. and and what you're saying is about footway cycle, hopefully segregated. Yes, segregated. Yeah. NMU, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Segregated, yeah. So segregated footways segregated. and cycleways. So not a motorway then, Duncan? No. Oh, All no. the plans are on the Transport yeah. so on the website. website. Yeah. I believe there was a couple of, is it viaducts proposed on this yes. section? Yeah, there's a Similar couple of... Similar to Pulpit Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Big viaducts proposed, mm -hmm. so that's going to be quite some exciting. Some civil engineering there. Yeah, when that goes on, yeah. Because that section, you've got the railway sitting just above you, which you yeah. can kind of see wee viaducts and things. Oh, that'll but it is, make it fun. That'll make yeah. it very fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Not to bid for any of that work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's strange as well. Just going back mm. to you mentioned about the section where they were, they were going to do the duelling, there was a lot of people moaning on social media when we when we put up that we were doing this podcast. Should have been, oh. been jeweled. Should have been jeweled. Yes, of course it should have been Well, you go and jewel it then. So there you go. It should have been jeweled. It should have been jeweled. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Right. Okay, so that was Loch Lomond. I hope you had a good time. Yeah. So north of Loch Lomond, the road quality picks up considerably. Mm. So we've actually got proper curves and bends and actual engineering into the road. Now these curbs, I wanted to ask you something on curbs. Are there any reflector curbs on the 82? No. Uh, I'm very upset about, about this. this. No, I know. I was thinking maybe you see There's some at the very northern end at Longman Roundabout. Right. And reflective curves, for, for people who don't know, are obviously those curves that you see which has kind of indentations. The, in wee, them. the wee bumps on them. The wee bumps on them. Yes. Yeah. So are we at Ardlui now? Ardlui, yes. Yes. Okay, I thought that. And that's where the road suddenly widens. And suddenly, suddenly widens out and it goes, oh, wait a minute, we can pick up a bit of speed here. Now, yeah. 
Was this a Strathclyde Regional Council improvement? It was several... No, this was a Central Regional Council job. Oh, so you've, of course... So we're going north. When you approach Turlough, you cross the boundary, you then came back into Strathclyde and then you go out again and in we're, the old we're, days. Yeah, so we're mm-hmm. now into sort of what we know now know as the district of Stirling. Stirling But, Council. but back then it was Central yeah. Regional Council. Okay. So they had a couple of improvements. So the East Bridge, that was 1977, and that was Leanne McKenzie and Shand okay. Limited mm-hmm. who did that bit. And then we've got the Derry Darach improvement. That was around 1985. That was completed and it was J.G. McGregor. You go through here, there's lots of big rock cuts, lots mm-hmm. of blasting yeah. that went on. Uh, we know uh, a chap we know called John Redpath. Mm-hmm. Remember John Redpath? Yep. He was involved in the Black Craigs improvement in 1981 and that was constructed by Watlings. That's that, I think, that big straight section with the, the pre-splitting. It was a whole, a whole engineering paper he wrote all about pre-split mm-hmm. rocks that we've got a couple of copies of. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's got that big straight bit, which I've done a couple of overtakes on because it's very helpful. It's yeah. very useful. Well, yep. if it's safe to do so. If it's safe it, to do so, yeah. Philly Boots. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then this takes us on to Crean Larach Bypass. Yes. Oh, so f- mm-hmm. uh, from what I remember, it wasn't going through the town. There was a low bridge, was there not? Or yes. Something which was more problematic for A85 traffic. 85 than... turns off because yeah. the 85 joins up with the 82 for a little bit and then it turns off at yeah. uh, Tindrum mm-hmm. and then we go up to Glencoe. So it's kind of a, it's a, it's a, what is it? It's a major kind of junction there. It's a multiplex. It? That's what it's called. Oh. It's a saber word. It's a multiplex. So that's where you have one section row, but it's actually got two numbers at the same time. M876, M9 for another yes, example. Yes, that's a good yep. example. So okay. the, the Crane Lark Bypass was a godsend when it, when it finally came along. When was that completed? Was that So that was uh, completed December 2014. 14, that was Grotmai and yep. R.G. McLeod constructed that. This is, it's quite a small section. It's about a kilometre, but it's a massive benefit. Mm-hmm. Remind yeah. me again, it's been a while. Is it? Is it just S2? As in, it's S2. There's yep. no overtaking lanes no, on it? No, it's too, it's too small for overtaking lanes. Oh, fair three, enough. Three roundabouts? Just two. Just two, one either one, end? One yeah. each end, yeah. yeah. What, what an improvement that is. It goes to show, little improvements can have a big benefit. Yes. Exactly. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, so onwards from here. So this bit is a little bit older because it was two, doing the job of two roads, basically. So the first little bit was 1971, and that was R.J. McLeod. That was a little sort of two-kilometre section that was improved. And then we've got the Uick Railway Bridge, bridge over the railway. That was 1961. That was constructed by mm. James Anderson and King, one of these old contractors. Oh, yeah. I've heard that them for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last bit, which is like the big wide bit from Uick to, it, now it says Tindrum, but nearly Tindrum, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 1982, and it was Central Regional Council and Tarmac constructed it, and Perth and Kinross County Council did the other two bits. So okay. that takes us up there. So we've got, so what we've basically covered is the modern section of the 82 with the improvements. Yeah. Yeah. So we can have a wee bit of a discussion about how it functions today. Now, when I went up it, uh, when I was on my own, it was fine. It mm-hmm. was quite quiet. I was going along. I actually did some overtaking at Luss. I was quite pleased with myself. Unfortunately, when you come out of Loch Lomond and you've got the narrow bit, yeah, you're stuck. You're genuinely you, quite stuck because you you're in a big queue and you can't really shift very what, much. What I do, though, Duncan, is so interject is that whenever I'm using this road, I am aware of that bit, mm-hmm. you know, near the pulpit rock section, the very narrow sections we're talking yeah. about, and I try and sort out my overtaking either side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I if I need to get past something, then that's that's the the, the time to take. Unfortunately, it sometimes doesn't work out that way, and you're stuck behind the bus. Yeah, fantastic. So another wee thing to mention is this little section's actually got average speed cameras on it. 
Oh. The Crane Larrick to Tindrum bit. They're mostly for the 85, oh, but they so cover they yeah. cover this bit as well. Uh, so, so there's something to look out for. Um, so north of Tindrum, we've got the Glencoe section. Mm-hmm. Do we all like the Glencoe I- section? Iconic, yes. isn't it? An We're, iconic section. Which is very flat. I very suppose. flat. And then you just see these big green pyramids coming out, which make <laughs> up the, the, the hills. The yeah, Glencoe hills, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Snow poles on either side of the yep. road. Yep. So this was the big 1930s project of the of Scotland. We've upgraded the Glencoe Road. So we've had routes before. We've had the General Wage Military Road as one route. Thomas Telford then came along and built another route. And then we've got the 1930s and they built mostly another route. So we've got kind of three roads going across, going across the move for about 30 miles, 25 mm. miles. Mm-hmm. Like it's a big clearway as well. So keep going. Yeah. Um, so let's see so work began on these three it was divided into three sections from Tindrum to uh, Glencoe and it was taken forward by I think the county councils but they had some external engineers as well working on it Mm -hmm. Uh, so work began in October 1928 on this section so it did take a little bit of time to get built Uh, so the first section runs from Tindrum to Bridge of Orkey and that was September 1931 that was completed and it was the Alston Limestone Company Limited. They're from right. Wales. Interesting. So they've done a bit more in the 82. Mm-hmm. And then from Bridge of Orkey to King's House, that was May 1933, and that completed the improvements. And it was John McCulville of Abergavenny. Is that right? Mm. From, from Wales again. Abergavenny. Abergavenny, that, yeah. that one. And then it's got these two fantastic bridges on it, mm-hmm. the Tulla and the Eteve bridges. Uh, now, myth-busting here. A lot of people think that these were done by a chap called Owen Williams, who was quite big on concrete. Yeah. Look at the bridges on the old A9 in the 1920s, big concrete structures, you know. These were not done by Owen Williams. These were done by by three engineers called McGregor, Sutherland, and Hunt. So William Hunt was the main engineer that these, these two iconic bridges. They're getting a bit tired now, but... You know, you Good look to at, get that out there, though, because yeah. I've seen that as well, and I know we've had a wee discussion about the Owen Williams mm-hmm. involvement. Owen Williams, obviously, later famous for the M1. M1. Uh, London yeah. to Birmingham stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, good. Yeah. Yes. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> and then the last bit from King's House to Glencoe, that was September 1932, and that was William Taws built that yeah, section. I've yeah, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of Taws, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Stuart, you might be able to help me here. We've done some, done lots of bridge upgrades through here as well yeah there was one oh my goodness you're, you're testing me now but there's been <laughs> there's a few what, old bridges that have been demolished and replaced was it was it all there's the bar bar bridge bar bridge there was one uh, the one corner glaze yes is that one yeah there's one near glencoe i think that there's was the that one, one in glencoe mm-hmm. as well and then there's the the one at the study as mm-hmm. well, that really narrow, yeah. twisty section through the rocks. The, there is a there is a Scottish That's a big sort of curve thing, commitment yeah. to replace substandard bridges on the eighty two and eighty five. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a long term. It's going to become a kind of end yeah. of life cycle yeah. type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I will say though for this nineteen thirty section? Bridges aside, it does stand up quite well. Yeah. Yes, it I does. I find I don't dread any of that. I no. think it's got quite good sight lines and it's very good be, sight lines. And it's looked after. It looks good. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine. just the width is the thing that gives yeah. it away its age, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It is the width. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. right, but the mm-hmm. sight lines are always quite good. Yeah. If you're lucky, you'll see some of the old Thomas Telford uh, marker posts at the side mm-hmm. of the road. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus, Still holding up very yeah. well. Do we like James Bond? Well, yes. Yeah, we right. do like James Bond. We've seen Skyfall. Yes. It was in Skyfall. Mm-hmm. You see him driving along. 
as the road's empty, which is a very you know fictional representation of the A82. That, but there you go. That that's <laughs> right, and they misname it in the film, don't yeah, they? They, they call the, it the A9, and he goes the up A9. the A9. That annoys me or maybe, so much. Maybe he gets lost. I you know, know the there is a scene where where Bond and M are standing looking, but that's not the A82. No, as I understand that's another road off the side you, of it. And it's you, you turn left somewhere and go up a little road. Famously, everyone recreates that picture, but no, it's good to talk about Bond. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Uh, so where are we now Glencoe we're at Glencoe now yeah so the section north of there we're going to leave that till part two mm-hmm. but okay. uh, the old 82 that sort of kinks inland and goes over Kinloch Leven mm-hmm. and goes mm-hmm. over a couple of bridges there there's that um, there's that viaduct in Kinloch Leven as well do we know what we're, talk- what we're talking about um, I there's a little I'm concrete tra- viaduct that looks like Killy Cranky but it's made entirely out of concrete so it's a little it's a little curved thing as you come into Kinloch Leven there's a little viaduct Oh. And that takes you into Kinloch. Leave. No, I'm going to look out for that. Yeah, though. I'm mm-hmm. looking for that. I, I was thinking back to, to Glencoe, where a few years ago they built, uh, when there was some improvements done, and they actually put in a, a viewpoint for the waterfalls as well. Oh, yeah, the, is it the, the three waterfalls or something? Yep. Like that? Mm-hmm. You can yes. go over there, and there's a nice big parking bay that tourists can pull into and mm-hmm. go for a wander and have a look. That was, that was helpful because yeah. that was one of those parks where people would pull over and just park. And yes. Cause chaos, you know. So yeah. there was a bit of work done there. Even even my problem on these roads. Recent drive in September. That's you know it was off tourist season. Levi's were full. Yeah. yeah. Most of the Levi's were all full. You got people, you know, parking on the verge, walking along. I think we should really think about maybe doing something with this, beefing up the Levi's a bit more, providing a path because. You know, we have all these lovely places and we say, come to Scotland and look at this. Yes. But, oh, you've got to park in a it's 1920s exactly lay-by. exactly the same <laughs> problem. You remember my North Coast, uh, North Coast 500 podcast? It's mm-hmm. exactly the same thing. As these things have gone on telly, become more popular, uh, you know, it can't keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, the, the infrastructure. And I think the 82 suffers from that yeah. as well. Another moan as well. I'm sorry. I'm another moan. I did the, <laughs> I did the A830 the first time. Oh, yeah. Glenn Finnan. Something's yeah. got to be done. You reckon? Yeah, so not, is there not some discussions about There's big visitor centre yeah. and stuff there? I mean, the, the, when I was going past, there wasn't even a train going past and the car park yeah, was full. Just, it's just not fit for yeah. purpose at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So this right. can lead on to other discussions uh-huh. about, is it functional? Because Is the 82 functional from here down to Glasgow? Does it work? Could we be dueling it all in the next five years? It's functional, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, ah. it's, it's varying different qualities in areas that doesn't make it a chosen route for me a lot of the time unless no. I have to. Yeah, I mean, you know? and, and the other thing is, is, yeah, it can be busy on summer Saturdays and Sundays mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bank holidays, but actually the rest of the time it, it works pretty well. So, you're gonna, uh, are you going to duel that at significant cost when there's other priorities? Probably not. The, in no. fairness, the strategic traffic that goes to Inverness and all these places goes up the A9. You know? Yes. The A2 is more of an alternative route for things it's like a very that. long alternative route yeah. but it is an alternative but i use yeah. it when the weather's bad so if i know the weather's bad in the east and it's going to affect the a9 the snow gates could be shut you might find that the a2 is okay i have used it twice for that oh. for that reason Good. so you leave the snow and you go into the rain instead yes exactly <laughs> at least i can drive in the rain yeah, <laughs> yeah. my car's an automatic yeah so yeah but listen Dun- uh, duncan that's been a fantastic part one uh, it has. very useful information there i know that we will be adding the a82 web page to uh Soon. to the site very soon, soon. and this route history that you've been giving us in detail will upload one of those route history documents yes. as well so people can actually go on and have a look and that will be at the usual scottishroadsarchive.org forward slash 82 so be yes. sure to check that out and get a bit more detail but that is the end of part one yeah we can yep. come up for air now yeah <laughs> we'll take a break stick with us and we'll be back with you very very soon for part two part two yeah thank you thank you Don. thank you very much thank you, thank you.